Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome, everyone, to the 300th episode of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. Insert horns and celebratory balloon thingamajiggies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What do you call that sound effect? Do you know? Oh, who knows? Somebody there's knows, definitely, but I don't know. Yeah, there's there's definitely a word for it. Um, <laughs> congrats, buddy. We made it. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about that? that, that that's a pet peeve that Lena has for me uh, when... She says something, and I'm like, "Who knows?" or "Who knew?" It's like, well, I knew, or or somebody knows. You just don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Three hundred. I I I never would have thought coming into this, we would be we'd still be doing this like what seven eight years later, hitting episode three hundred. It's nuts. Yeah. It's uh. It's been one of the one of the constants in our lives. You know, through through everything else that's that's changed and, I, and i'm pretty grateful for uh for the fact that we get this time to you know sort of like just sit back and think about it and, and and uh and just sort of be present once a week yeah 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 it's really good to do this to kind of have it on the schedule because especially as you know life gets more complicated and more complex with what marriage you know relationships now in my case kids or at least a kid yeah things get uh it's it's a bit difficult to keep up with one another um day to day like we used yeah. to or even week to week so yeah yeah having this is now, still a nice way to check in you know i, I wish we did this I mean, maybe we'll start thinking about this for every 100 but what are your what do you remember when our 200th episode was oh boy uh like when when specifically yeah it would it would be if if we stayed consistent with 52 episodes Little, Each year, which we under. probably were a little bit under, it would be right around two years ago now. So, think about where you were two years ago, yeah, right, and how different your life was. And now look at your life now and think, what are the big, what are the things you're most grateful for in the last two years, and then what are you excited about tackling in the next two years? Yeah. Well, we'll say the next hundred episodes, right? Yeah, the next, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, two years, hundred episodes. Yeah, um, like so. Yeah, in in my personal life, I mean, the the, the there there's two huge things that happened to me over the last two years. Um, both of them happened about a year and a half ish ago now. Mm-hmm. I finished my PhD, defended my defended my uh, thesis, passed, and then yeah. uh, got a job. So I'm kind of putting that all together in one. And just two weeks after I started that job, Gordon was born. And so that's like, that's the biggest thing that's happened in my life. In the, I, in the I, last. Still, I still cannot believe that you getting a job and Gordon being born were so close <laughs> together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my, my, my parents probably weren't, weren't as thrilled when I, when we told them that, that, um, you know, we we're expecting a baby because I wasn't finished with my PhD at the time, but I was in the, like the final stages. At this point, I was already writing my thesis. I was preparing to defend in uh, a, 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 you know, what, like a few months after. So I, I think we must have told them in like 
February, March, and I defended in May. So, you know, I was in, I was, I was ready well into the, into the process of writing and, and prepping that presentation. But nevertheless, my parents were probably a bit nervous, like, oh, what if you don't pass on that, on that first go? Right. How, how are you going to raise a kid and do another defense and finish your PhD all at the same time? Are you going to be able to do all that? So that certainly I'm sure was, was on their mind. I can't remember Trust exactly the what the conversation was like, but I'm sure those, you know, those uh, words were all but said. Um, so yeah, um, that was, yeah. What two, two weeks after, so like, yeah, I defended in May. I already had the job lined up, um, before my, even before my defense, I think I had the job right. lined up at this point, like in April, I accept, just like, I think we I need, to, we need you to bring that PDF of your, they didn't, even, they didn't even need to see it. <laughs> I told them that I, I passed, but yeah, no, they, they didn't, they did not need to see it. That's amazing that they did not need to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember if I ever shared any details with them about it, but yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, I told them, I, I told them that, that I finished, but I don't think they required any real proof of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So what are my, my goals over the next two years? Yeah. I like, think what's, really. What's over the next two years? Hit me, hit me with some of that. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, of course, continuing, you know, continuing to raise Gordon. He's, he's, um, well, right. he's a year now. <laughs> yeah. I know. Right. You just leave. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. we're good. <laughs> no, I mean, like he's starting he, some of the, some of the things that I wanted as a, as a, as a dad, especially as, as, as a dad of like a newborn, it was difficult for me to like deal with at the time was that like what his, his greatest needs only his mom could provide. So, you know, he wakes up in the night, in the middle of the night, or in the middle of the day, he starts crying. Most of the time, he's crying for food. He want he wants he wants milk. I can't provide that to him. So, like the comfort and stuff, like I just couldn't give it to him. Even even to this day, when he's at, he gets fussy. He wants his mom. He wants to be with her. So that's a little uh, he don't you know, care about annoying, you annoying whatever. However, I could do way more with him now than I could back then in, in yep. terms of like playing with him. You know, we could I could chase him around the house. Like he loves to be chased and sometimes like he'll, he'll like intentionally like leave my line of sight and then, and like try to hide from me. And so that I have to yeah. like, you know, spy on him and find him. And then he screams and giggles and he runs away and he wants me to chase him. It's exhausting, but it's, it's also really, really fun. And so, oh sure um, you know, I'm really excited over the next couple of years to kind of just keep nurturing that and seeing, you know, as he develops like interests in interest in things other than just grabbing random stuff off the table and just exploring and shoving everything to shoving everything into his mouth. I'm really interested to see like, you know, is he going to, is he going to develop a love for like reading? Is he going to want to start playing some video games, you know, uh, as sports? I, I'm really interested to see. When do you think you're going to allow him to play Call of Duty? Be honest. Oh with man. Us. Dude, it's, it's we M need a third. It's we M need trios. He's got to be seventeen, man. We got we got another. No, get out of here! Stop <laughs> he's it. He's got an, he's got another fifteen years, like almost nine months now. If you can, if you can, if you can tell me the alphabet, uh, with no breaks, all gas, no breaks, uh, <laughs> then we're set. Then he then, then he's good enough to ride with he's, us. He's good. Yeah. Well, he's good. Uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah. So, <laughs> but but especially given like. You know, I'm still fairly new into my career right now. You know, sure. this is, of course, I finished the PhD. I've been, I've been working in this field. You know, working on specializing throughout this the course like of my first PhD. But this is like my first the... real job. Yeah, it's my first big yeah. boy job, man. So yeah, man. 
Um, Welcome. I, I, <laughs> I'm really excited to continue to to develop, you know, on that end, you know, continue to develop my skills within this job. I, I don't know if I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but you certainly are aware that the job that I have right now is not necessarily, it's not specifically a postdoc, but it's a bit of a kind of a training type of deal. It's not, I mean, while I could stay here for as long as I want, I don't think it's necessarily expected that I would, that this would be a super long-term gig. So if I'm still doing this, say five years from now, that would probably, that would probably be, probably be a bit of a surprise for some, you know, some people that I work with, my bosses included. So I don't know if in say two years, I want to be, I want to be gone, but I anticipate that, yes, at some point within these next two years, within these next hundred episodes, I'll probably be looking for a new, for a new gig, whether that's in the same city or somewhere else. Um, but yeah, that's, that's probably the, the, the biggest thing I think for me is, uh, that, that career, that career prospect. What about you? Yeah. Well, two years ago, I was just starting, I think, to date Carolyn. Didn't really know where it was going to go. And in the two years' time, we've like traveled the world together. We've run half marathons together. I think I've really like, learned a lot about myself and each other. Certainly been a lot happier. And now we're like looking onto like bigger uh, things in this life, you know. Especially yeah. with, you know, we got our we. I mean, she was living with me in our studio, and I feel like you oh, know yeah. if if we were to if we had to like go through COVID in our oh, studio, wow. that would be really tough. I never I, thought I of that. You know what I mean? That would be yeah. super tough, especially with your neighbor and hearing all those steps and upstairs and everything. She would Jesus be she'd be livid, Christ. right? And. We moved into our, like our, our, what I'll call our first official apartment together, um, a February. So basically a month, two months really before COVID like really hit the fan. And we're still happy, you know, it's, uh, making it work, trying to survive this thing together. And so it's really exciting and I, and I can't wait for what's going to happen in the next two years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate you sitting back and reflecting on uh, on the last two years. Yeah, it's crazy that it was 300 episodes in. I know, I know. Amazing, amazing. Congrats to you for for uh, sticking through this and all. For yeah. sticking through this, and then to all of our listeners that are still somehow with us. Right, especially the new ones too. Yeah. Yeah. Um right. Yeah, re- relating to Gordon, I got to tell you something, man. Uh-oh. So so you know he's been in daycare. He's been in day he's oh, he's done no. ju- he did 3 3 full weeks in daycare and um on Friday morning, so Thursday night, this this just just the other day, Thursday night, Lena and I noticed that he his nose was a bit running and he was sneezing. Um so we were a little concerned. We we're like, is he sick? And so Friday morning, Lena went to the gym, like at like you know at like five a.m. She went to an early early class, and then um, Gordon woke up at like six ish, which is a bit early. He typically he'll typically stay sleeping until she gets back. So he woke up, and I went to see him. And um, one of the first things that I thought was, is he sick? Um, and so like I turned the light on, and I see that yeah, his nose is still running. 
and um, he his head feels a little warm. Now, he didn't actually have a fever quite yet at this time, but um, it seemed pretty certain at this point that, yeah, the, the kid was sick. <laughs> so um, I'm just hanging with him. It seems like he's still sleepy, so I'm kind of just trying to give him, like, I, I'm holding him. I take him to my room, and I'm just kind of holding him. He's, he's, like, you know, resting, and he's kind of just chilling. He's trying to go back to sleep. And then, um, you know, Lenny gets back. We we end up calling the uh, the doctor's office. They have like a hotline type of deal where you can call and you know get get information, get feedback. And so they um, they told us you know you know give him whatever um, and then like not medicine but just like you know food. Um, I can't remember, but um, we also asked like yeah you know what what do you think about taking him to daycare because he doesn't have a fever. He doesn't have any like flu-like symptoms or COVID-related symptoms, mm-hmm. um, at least the more severe ones. And so the thought was, should we take him to daycare? Should we let him go today? And she's like, it's kind of up to you. But she's like, I probably wouldn't. And um, we also then, who did we speak to? We spoke to Lena's mom, and she's probably she was like, yeah, I mean, especially if he didn't sleep well last night, because he didn't sleep well that night before the night that night. Suggested that we we just keep him home. So that we did that. We didn't take him to school. We kind of just split the day where Lena worked part of the day. I worked part of the day. He took long naps that day. So we were able to get a bit more work done. So, um, yeah, his, he, his, um, his mood was unaffected, but he would just kind of like every time he would sneeze, he would start getting a drippy nose, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of dab that away. But Lena and I are both super aware that, Hey, you know what? You know, we're, we're caring for this, for this sick kid. We're holding him a lot. He's in our face. He's sneezing in our faces all the time. We're probably going to get sick. Sure enough, today, this morning, I wake up and I have a little tinge in my throat. I'm like, oh, man, I haven't been sick in so long now because we've been stuck at home. Every time we leave the house, we put masks on. Did you get your flu shot? You didn't. I just got my flu shot like a week ago. Oh. Yeah, I did. Lena, I don't think Lena has yet, but Gordon has. He, He has his too. Okay, so it's not the flu, question mark, or it is the flu and it, just the flu shot I, I missed? I don't believe it's the flu. I believe it's just the cold. But, but, um, you know, the symptoms today have gotten a little worse um, over throughout the day. So it was just initially just like a, you know, slightly my throat was bothering me a little bit. But as the day went on, my nose did start to run a little. I'm getting a little bit of congestion. So you might tell that my voice sounds a little different. Yeah. And, um... I was getting a bit of a headache earlier. I took some Lemsip, and that's kind of it's been really uh, alleviated now. But yeah, you I'm should just definitely kind of monitoring not. It. You should definitely not like sleep late at all this week. You really need to go to bed early. As much as I hate to say that out loud, <laughs> we'll see. Because see, today I was feeling really exhausted a few hours ago, and I took like a two-hour nap. And right now, I'm kind of wired. I'm not even remotely sleepy right now, so. And now it was a, it was a kind of a late nap. It was from like three or four to like six. So, um, yeah, well, I'll, I'm definitely going to try to get my rest, but we'll see. I'll do, I'll do my best. Um, but yeah, I'm still, so tomorrow I, I plan to go get a COVID test despite not my, you know, my belief that it's not right, but just for the sake of knowing, um, the other the other thing is that my uh, my good friend Mark from high school is getting married on Friday. And I'm supposed to be the best man, so I don't want to uh, I don't want to be Ooh. attending if I'm sick, and especially if it's COVID. So I'm going to be monitoring this very closely. Um, but yeah, that's the state of things right now. Yeah, how when are you going to make a decision on that? I mean, I was a uh, gosh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
play by ear as the day, as the week goes on, but I'm keeping him posted on everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not really sure. What's interesting is how do you feel if like you're on on the stage or in a room with a lot of people? Is it indoors? Yeah. So it's indoors. Are are masks optional or are they mandatory? Um should be should be mandatory. Okay. Just be careful because if I don't want you to feel like you're like uh you're the guy that I'm going to be looking at if you're the one like sneezing and, and, and coughing. I know, right? <laughs> I know, definitely. You're, I mean, you're just going to be ostracized. It's, yeah. You're going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, the, the, the unfortunate thing is like we've always, we, we knew, you know, putting Gordon in daycare, like that's, kids get sick all the time. Kids get, then give the sickness to their parents. Uh, we didn't even right. make it three full weeks. <laughs> it was, he made it, he made it two, two weeks, four days. Into, into his daycare stint before he got sick. So, yeah. Um, I mean, you're right. In in all honesty, right? Normally, it's not a big deal. People get sick all the time when they have kids at daycare because everyone, like, it's just, I think people were always super lax and it was socially acceptable to just either let your kid go to daycare because he was sick or he or she was sick because there was no other choice. And then that shit spreads like wildfire. Kids are obviously still developing their immune systems. You're dealing with things where you haven't had, like your body hasn't had to deal with a lot of this stuff in a long time. Super susceptible. It is what it is. But yeah. in the middle of a pandemic, things get a little bit more dicey because it's like people don't know. What are you going to do? Tell everyone, oh, by the way, you know, I'm coughing because my son Gordon was at daycare <laughs> and he caught the cold. You're going to say that every single time? People are going to believe you, you know? Right, right. So... Yeah, gonna gonna have to uh just uh do my best to uh yeah hope hope I hope I really do hope that that you know it starts to break soon. My my colds tend to last a bit long. My my colds typically last like a week or two, so I don't know uh for sure if I will be if I will be ready for it. But um yeah we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Where I is gotta, it? Uh, the receptions at the hotel, Hotel Dupont. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a nice hotel. Yeah, I've never been to a wedding there, but I've been to events there before. Uh, I did see, like, I got to check out the room where it's going to be before nice. COVID about a year ago. the The wedding's actually been postponed. It was it was supposed to be in May, and it, and it got pushed back, of course, to October. Um, right. I think, and with hopes that you know the pandemic would be in a better state, probably in a worse state nowadays, but. Um, you know, well, how's, how's Delaware doing? These things. Delaware's still been really good. I just downloaded it. So the, the the Delaware government's been pushing this new app. Um, so let me. Uh, it's for contact tracing? Yeah, it is. So it and they were like pretty explicit about. They were pretty ex- explicit about like the, the lack of tracking that they're doing. So what mm-hmm. it does is use your Bluetooth. And so if you if you happen to be in, a, in, a, in close proximity to somebody who has tested positive, then it will know like they're not using your gps to, tr- to track your your location it's using your bluetooth to kind of i think keep a record of the people that you're nearby so if you happen to like walk by somebody in a grocery store who's walked by somebody else in the grocery store who has who, who tested positive then it will alert you and maybe say hey maybe you should check in so in this app it says that they have there have been twenty two thousand one hundred thirty total positive cases in the state of Delaware since the beginning. 
There are 654 deaths. There are only 108 hospitalizations for COVID right now. And there's a 4.4% uh, positive rate for COVID. Mm-hmm. So Delaware has always been pretty reasonable or pretty pretty um yeah. low with the uh with the with the uh cases but um you know like we've talked about a, a, you know a ton, tons of times tons of times before as soon as it enters your community in a way that you know if it enters your community and, and your guard is down that's when it can really ravish you guys that, that's i mean look, right. look what look, look look what's going on in the white house right now you know for so for so long they were good they didn't need to wear masks because People weren't testing positive, but right. but things lapsed for just a little bit. Someone tested positive, and all of a sudden, you see how many like how many dominoes are falling with with, with you know, um, in terms of the the number of people that have tested positive in in the in recent weeks. So that would be the concern um, in Delaware is is it you know if if people aren't taking it seriously and you know everyone's going you know everyone's out and about. And all of a sudden, somebody comes in and and they're positive. They give it to five, six, seven people, and then those people give it to a five, six, seven people. You know, the things can really explode from there. So, yeah, yeah. yep. You don't want to be. Let's put it this way. Well, you know, I, I certainly believe that people shouldn't be putting their lives on hold, but you also don't want to be feeling like you were at a super spreader event. Yeah, like exactly. you don't want to be on the news for something like this. You know what I mean? No, no, yeah, yeah. So just be careful, man. Seriously. Yeah. We just we we don't know anything about we don't know nearly enough of the long term ramifications. It's just all the studies that keep saying that there's like the long term organ damage that people are having or the long term uh mental and physiological damage that COVID is having on people when it comes to, you know, either it's PTSD or uh massive lung damage or liver damage. Uh in like healthy people is it's scary man it's scary. yeah yeah it is yeah. um yeah i mean we've seen it with with um with athletes now and like like you said it's so it's v- extremely difficult to even determine if there is if there is uh extensive long-term damage to people's organs whether it's a normal everyday person or you know a normal everyday person not being a, a professional athlete or a professional athlete it's very difficult to determine right. and so there are athletes who have tested positive and all you can really do is question like oh i wonder if their their poor performance was related to the fact that they had covid at some point in the past or sure. maybe they just weren't that great like you know maybe they just got tired i don't know so yeah it's it it, it really is tough um it's difficult but yeah naturally um i don't want to get it i hate being sick and i hate being sick with just a cold so the last thing i want is to be is to be sick with something much more severe right let alone something that could potentially kill me too you know right right and that's that's the frustrating thing and the scary thing because you don't really know what it could be yeah right yeah yeah, and I, mean, I want to. Kinda... I want to be. I, I want to be. I, I still want to be doing these with you uh, <laughs> in two years' time. Yeah, yeah, I know. So yeah, I mean, naturally, like I said, pretty sure it's just a cold. Um, Gordon's symptoms were fairly were fairly mild. Difficult to base anything off of his symptoms. He did catch a bit of a fever for um, uh, on f- was it Saturday night? No, 
on Friday night into Saturday. But by Saturday, that, that kid was running around, sprinting, doing, you know, causing just as mayhem as ever, just as much mayhem as ever. So, and, and today he's, he's been even better. So his symptoms broke fairly quickly. I'm hoping that mine will uh, kind of replicate his situation. Lane is also sick. I don't know if I mentioned that too. So No. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, so both of us, both of uh, us are, are not feeling optimal. We're not at, a, dub, we're not at 100%. Double kill. Yeah. Little kids out here just spreading it. Oh, man. What a collat. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he you should have seen him on Friday and Saturday. Like this kid, every time you pick him up, you're holding him and you're just kind of walking around. Then he just, achoo, right in your face. It's like, right in oh, your face. Thanks. In right your in your face. face. Right in your face. So Yeah. Anytime uh, somebody says in your face, I hear Rob Riggle. In your face. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, man, I sure hope you and Elena feel better. Feel better soon. Yeah. 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 It's a good yeah, thing you're too. working from home. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially given the state of the world these days. Uh, yeah. Last thing I would do is go into, the, go into the office at this point. But yes, yeah, since, I, since I can work from home, I can continue to make progress. And that's good. Hell yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up? There was, right? Um, I, I, I was, I was, I was briefly going to mention the, the 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 Formula One race from today. Okay. Watch that. That was uh, at the Nurburgring in uh, Germany. Yeah. yeah. So uh, naturally, Lewis Hamilton won again. Of course. Um, Botas had a DNF. His he had he had power issues with his car. Um, the commentators were speculating about this, but there were five retirements today related to uh no not not all of them were related to power issues i think um uh george russell was was hit by um by kimmy raikkonen and he ended up getting a puncture and he couldn't make it around the, the, the track to get back to the pit lane so his car was retired but there were five total retirements today oh, and wow. um they were speculating that it was because on friday they couldn't have their practice because the track was too wet so they were speculating that, hey, maybe uh, if they had the chances to practice on Friday, the engineers would have had the opportunity to, to find some potential engine engine problems. And so the only practice that they had was Saturday was Saturday um, before qualifying. And so that may have not been enough time to either identify any issues or if they did identify any issues, it wasn't enough time to test them after the fact then to determine if um, those issues were alleviated and the cars wouldn't have any problems on Sunday. So, uh, Botas, he, he got pole position. And so he was in first for, uh, the first few laps. And then he had a mistake that, that led to Hamilton passing him. And then he started having engine problems, which led to him dropping down to like fifth place or something. And then eventually had to just completely stop. But with, um, with him out, because the way, the way these formula one races have been going all season is pretty much Lewis Hamilton wins. Botas gets either second or third. And Verstappen gets either second or third. So Verstappen got second place today, the the, the Red Bull driver. But that left third place wide open. And uh, Daniel Ricciardo got it. He finally got oh, third place. Nice. And so the uh, the team principal of, of Renault, um, uh, Cyril, I can't remember his last name, yeah. he's going to have to get a tattoo. That's been the, that's been the running story all season. Because um, Ricciardo bet him that if, if he's able to get a podium, if he's able to get on the podium that any, in any race this year, then Cyril would get a, a tattoo of Daniel's um, choosing, and um, Cyril gets to choose the the placement and the size of the tattoo. I see. Well, good for yeah. good for him. Yeah. Nice. 
So that's been fun. Currently watching the NBA Finals, the uh, the 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 uh, what game six of the Lakers and yeah. the and the Heat, and it is not looking good for the Heat. No, they are they are not out here to play. They're they're losing right now. All right, so it's the third quarter. Seven minutes to go in the third quarter. You want to take a guess at what just not even the score, but just what the lead differential is right now? The point differential is thirty. Oh wow, you're right on the money. Well, almost right on the money. 30, 32 points. Seventy one no. to thirty nine. Yeah. Uh, Seventy one to thirty nine. What do you think is going on? So I I suspected that the Lakers were gonna win and it wasn't gonna be a problem. You know, people have been furious with Danny Green because he he airballed that three that would have been able to win the game in uh people, in game people five. Need, people need to reevaluate what's important in their life. Yeah, and, and like they're still up three two. You had two. You have two more opportunities to put it away. I heard they're, I heard they're sending him cl- death threats. Yeah, to him and his fiance. I mean, they're clear. They're they're clearly the better team. To me, at least, they're clearly the better team. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers, they they just look like they were just getting. They were comfortable. Like they didn't seem like they were really out here trying to win. Mm-hmm. Of course, Jimmy Butler had a lot to say. I mean, it's not like they were. It's not like they were not playing, and then the Heat weren't trying to win. But it just didn't seem like the Lakers were playing it with like you know, uh, intensity. You know, yeah, their intensity just was was down. And so, mm-hmm. my suspicion is that they are out here like we're we're winning this game. You know, we're putting it all out on the line right now. And um, at this point, it seems like they're going to put it away. It's a twenty-eight point lead right now. Probably going to be twenty-seven after this free throw. But nevertheless, it's still a pretty large lead for the for the Heat to try to come back on, especially I mean, with gonna, how little they're scoring with the fact that they only have 43 points right now. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm rooting for the Heat. At least push the game seven. I, I, I don't care who wins overall. I just like good basketball at this point. You know, my team's out, so who cares, at least for me. Um, Who's your team? I, Sixers. Ugh. Yeah, don't no, no. uh, <laughs> Sixers is my team, and I and I and and I hate Boston. So the only thing I had to root against. Why do you Boston. hate Boston? Do you hate Boston I've, because you're a Sixer fan? You're told to hate Boston. Like, do you no, actually? I hate, hate Boston, Boston because I'm a Colts fan, and the Colts and the Patriots were in the same division. Uh-huh. Patriots are so dominant. They they were in the same division for for yeah. some years back in the day. They're not anymore, but nevertheless, they were still rivals for quite some time. So the Peyton Manning Tom Brady rivalry the Colts, was pretty severe. When were the Colts? And the Patriots ever in the same division? Um, you mean like in the same conference? No, no, they were in the same division. They were both in the AFC East, I believe. No, I mean, yeah, they were. I'm gonna I'm really, gonna, yes. So I'm looking it up right now. See if I can find what it was. So AFC East through the years. If I can find the teams. So the Colts were in it in at the they were in it I mean for quite some time it's because they were the Baltimore Colts that's why mm. because they were the Baltimore Colts and then they moved to Indianapolis they didn't change until I think the before they didn't change until um like the Titans and um or the, the Texans were created and so they 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 re they um recreated the 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 divisions but I don't know what year it was but it, they definitely were even in the 2000s. I see. Um, All right. Yeah. Let me see. Okay. One of the Colts joined the AFC South. 2002. They were in the AFC East from 1970 to 2001. So 
yeah, that that rivalry. But then, I mean, even even when they weren't in the same conference, because I wasn't or the same division, I wasn't even watching football at the time. It wasn't until like high school that I started watching football, and it was the the Peyton Manning Tom Brady rivalry. And so, right. The so the the Patriots, especially in the playoffs, were, would often win over the Colts, and so that was a bit bitter. And of course, then of course, then the the uh, the Patriots being a you know, uh, not necessarily a Boston sport per se, because they play in Foxborough. But for the for the better part, they are a, a Boston team. That led to my disdain for Boston. And then, of course, then after f- starting to uh, follow basketball and becoming a Sixers fan, it was pretty easy to to dislike the Celtics, especially considering they're one of the mo- most um, uh, one of the historically at least one of the best teams with a uh, Bill Russell's eleven championships. So. It's easy to it's easy to hate Boston sports when you're not from Boston. It's, it's do you really count Bill Russell's eleven championships when there are only like six teams or something in the NBA? No, <laughs> I not, mean they not, do. I mean I'm not trying to discount what they what they've done, <laughs> but from your fandom perspective, mm. like do you include that in the rivalry of your feeling towards that team? No, not really. No, no. My my feelings are are purely related to. It's it's really primarily related to football. Like really, it's it's primarily football. It's because so here's 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 the real reason. It wouldn't be that big. Of, like I don't I don't hate uh, like the Texans or the Titans or Jacksonville, but mm-hmm. it's also it's also easy to not hate those teams because they're not winning. So yeah, of course I hate the Patriots because they were winning so much. That's the thing. And when you listen to the fans complain about the Patriots losing a Super Bowl or like not making it to the Super Bowl, it's like. You guys are upset that you didn't win the champ. Like, do you know how many teams would kill for a championship? You guys are out here winning like every other year, and your fans are like, you're you're so spoiled that you can't, you can't be like, oh, you know, it is what it is. And like, of course, if I if my team was winning, I would be just as upset as them. So it's it's very easy for me to say that because, but like, they have they have an expectation of winning, and I want that. Right, you want to be so good that the winning is the expectation. Yeah, when I was watching yeah. um, one one of the earlier Formula One races in in um, Silverstone, the second the second of the Silverstone races for those who follow yeah. Formula One, um, Verstappen won that race, or was it the first one? It doesn't really matter. Verstappen won the yeah, it was the second. He won the race, and Lewis Hamilton and Botas and Mercedes as a whole were disappointed with their with their um, with their performance, and and uh, the commentators were like, you know. That shows you, like, could you imagine any of the other teams being disappointed with a two-three finish? Like, it's it's ridiculous, but that is what they're accustomed to. That's that is how good they are. That's their performance, right. and so that's what your fans, that's what the team expects. So, you know, as a as a Colts fan, I can't expect a Super Bowl or at least even being present in a Super Bowl every season or every other season. You know, how many how many seasons in the two thousand tens were the Patriots in the Super Bowl? I don't know if you know the number off the top of your head. I don't know it, but I don't know. They think they, I think they have two Super Bowl wins, or is it three Super Bowl wins in the 2010s? It's either two, it's in the two thousand tens, it's probably three or four. I think. Yeah, I think three or four. I mean, they lost. They they um, they lost two. So they beat the Falcons. They lost the Giants. I think once in. I think that was two thousand ten or eleven that they lost to the, yeah. the Giants for the second time. They yeah. they lost to the Seahawks once, right? But they also beat the no, Seahawks, or they, they just beat the beat Seahawks. The Seahawks. They okay. just beat the Seahawks. Okay, I can't remember. Yeah, off that interception. Yeah. Um, and then they also won another one recently, like after after or no, they lost to the Eagles too. That's at least they four. Lost to the, 
they lost to the Eagles and then they beat uh they beat the Eagles before with Donovan McNabb. Right, but that was before 2010. Yeah. Um and the other one was uh the the Rams? Yes, the Rams, right? Pretty sure yeah. the Rams. So, yeah, I mean, it's could you like how how excited would you be that the Chargers are even in the Super Bowl? And of course, if they lost, you'd be really upset and disappointed. Um but like shoot to me it feels like like me as a fan who roots against the patriots it's like especially in the tom brady years it was like okay the patriots are going to be in it they're going to be in the afc the the uh the afc conference championships and so it's it's up to whatever other team to beat them you know hopefully somebody beats them before but like i i would expect that the the patriots are going to be in that and that that afc championship title game and I can only hope that my team is right there playing against them. And there were a couple times that my team was there and the Colts would get dominated each time. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Hey, you've, you've been to the, you've, you've had more tickets to the dance than I have had. I know. So. I know. I know. So it's, yeah, you, you could say the same thing about me. Like, oh, yeah. Reza must be, must be nice, man. Must be nice being in the, uh, the AFC championship game. Yeah. That's uh, what makes that's what makes being a fan of these like middle. It's almost like the uh, right. the midfield, right? Right, the it's midfield, like, right. Once you once you get start to taste a little bit of that that that's uh, the progress and the success. I mean, Justin Herbert right now with the Chargers is is exciting. It's exciting right. that we might have a quarterback of the future. I mean, this is how I felt when Philip Rivers was sitting on the bench with Drew Brees when he tore his rotator cuff. It's like the future looks bright, and the Chargers were a good team for a long time. Oh, we just man, never were yeah. good enough, you know. But yeah. Anyways, no, I remember. Uh, I, remember I remember losing to you guys, and I think like the wild card game back in like two thousand. Oh, the Darren Sproles walk off. Oh my god! And then uh, you guys, I think you guys, I think you guys eliminated us the following year too. Yeah, I think it was back to back years that you guys eliminated us, and it was so we disappointing. We had some good games. We had some good uh, with games. LT. I LT. hated Tomlinson, man. He was so good. Um, we also there was also the the game where uh, Peyton Manning threw six interceptions against us, and Antonio Cromartie had three of them in the first half. Oof. Yeah. Bad times. I mean, yeah. Great times. Great times. Bad times for me. Great times for you. Yeah. I still feel yeah. like the Colts have never really got back at you guys for that. Um. You know. Yeah. But now, and the Colts but now you specifically have didn't Phillip get Rivers. back. Yeah. Now we got. Now we got. Uh. Yeah. Love Philip. Yeah, he's not. He he had a terrible, terrible day today. Terrible, terrible day. Yeah, well, you know, we'll try to try to be the best of the rest and see what happens. See if we. Yeah, exactly. the, the thing the thing I love about the the thing I love about football, I know we're supposed to be signing off here, but the thing I love about football is how like a team can really get hot, especially late in the season, and you don't you know unlike you know basketball or 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 many other sports. Where like you feel like the best team, the quote like best team across the course of the year always wins. In football, a team can really get hot and and come on like the, I don't I don't know if, I don't know if you'd ever say that that the uh, the Eli Manning Giants team that teams that won the Super Bowl, either of them were the best team in the in the NFL. You know by the end of the season, right. I think the first year that they won, they were a wild card team. I can't remember if they were a wild card team the second year, but they got hot and uh, and they were able to pull it all together and win in the end. So like that's oh, the indeed. thing that's exciting about the NFL is how, you know, you always feel like your team has a chance. Hundred percent. So, yeah. 
All right, I'll stop ranting and, ra- and rambling now. Unless you got something to say, I'm ready to sign off. No, I think we're it. All right. Oh, well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for staying with us through 300 episodes. Here's to the next 100. Take care, guys. Yeah.